Kilo Vault. Go and play America, and you said, <laughs> you guys have no chance. Opens now. All right, welcome inside the Kilo Vault. Uh, today, expecting a call any moment from Johnny Christ, bass player for Vince Sevenfold. Of course, the new album coming out here in June. Uh, tour starting to plot dates, a couple festivals, and then the, the main tour with uh, Falling in Reverse also has been announced. So lots going on in the Avenge camp. It's been a while, though. Tracking like seven years since the last album, so we'll find out what he's been up to. What happened during the pandemic? I know he was way into podcasting. He was way ahead of the curve, started just before the pandemic, I think, with his drinks with Johnny, and that turned into a thing during the pandemic and, and continues to this day. Um, well, so you got to talk wrestling. The guy's a really big wrestling fan and, and more. Uh, I haven't had a chance. Well, I met him a couple times, but really never sat down and chatted with the guy. So we'll get that here in just a few moments inside the Kilo Vault. For, thanks for jumping in. It's, uh, it's me, Ross, by the way, if you didn't know. And, uh, oh, hello, Kilo. Hey, Ross. Yo. We got Johnny Christ on the line. Hey, good to go. All right. Cool. Are you recording on your end on the in the board? I am recording right now, man. We got some good quality awesome. audio too. It sounds really good. Right. Great. Then I'll let you, let you guys gonna, get started. My audio too. Yeah, Johnny's going to record on his end too, just as a backup. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. You guys can start whenever. Johnny, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing today? Good, man. It's weird. I, I just realized I haven't interviewed anyone that I listen to their podcast, so I feel like I know you. I don't know you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an odd place. How you are you doing to the today? Podcast? You listen to Drinks with Johnny? You're, you're a Drinks with Johnny listener? Yeah, yeah. I got into you a little bit uh, during the pandemic and then uh, and still follow you. I, I've listened to all the wrestling stuff. I'm a rest, old school wrestling fan, too. Oh, I love it. It's like your Eric Bischoff one. That was awesome. Oh, I loved having that. That was, that was nerve-wracking, man. That was early on when I started that little project, and I was like sitting there. I, I was texting with him, and, he, and I was like, hey, do you mind if I uh, grab the video from this Skype? But this was Skype before, like right before Zoom became a big uh-huh. thing. And, uh, and he was like, no. And I went, okay. This is how it's going to start. <laughs> and, then, and then once he got on, it was, it was great. We've texted a few times uh, since, and, uh, you know, just on like wishing, wishing him happy birthday when I saw him. And I still listen to his uh, podcast, 83 Weeks. He's a great dude. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with that until I heard you do it. You turned me on to that. So I appreciate that. Do you ever get him to, to brew you any beer? No, you know what? Since so that that episode I recorded with him was right at the end of 2019, and then as everyone knows, uh, the world changed for a little bit. Yeah. So, um, haven't I haven't been out to cross paths with him or anything? Uh, I know he's out in Wyoming, so maybe at some point our our our, our paths will cross and we'll be able to share that beer. That's cool. And then, it, well, as far as the podcasting goes, you know, you, you've uh, become a really good broadcaster over what is this? You five six years into the podcast, something like that, right? Yeah, well, we're coming up on four years four? since like the pilot, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's our it's our fifth season, so I understand why that's confusing there. So like our first season, we just did it was it was generally supposed to be just a YouTube series. I was going to make it a fifteen twenty minute thing. Um, quickly learned that when I have my friends over here at my house at my bar, it's going to take a little longer than fifteen minutes, and to edit it down, it's huh. going to you know you're going to lose a lot, right? Um, so after that first season, we kind of realized that moved it over to its own channel. And I, I still feel like season two is really when we started, which was right at the beginning of 2020. And then the pandemic hit. So then we had to shift and learn a new way of doing things. And then we came back for season three and four is really when we started to hit our stride. And uh, now we're, we just started back up with season five of Drinks with Johnny and uh, we're having fun. We got a new format and uh, I got a couple of co-hosts to help me out yeah. with it. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's going really good. I mean, we're, we're having some great conversations as usual and, and hopefully, uh, we only had friends from, from the podcast come on so far. Uh, but I'm hoping to meet a few new people. Yeah. I listened to like the, uh, the yesterday, I listened to the very first episode and I listened to the most recent with Hollywood undead just to kind of see, uh, where, where Johnny has come and man, you, like I said, you turn into a real pro. So is it, is it tough <laughs> though? You, now that you're a great interviewer, uh, is it tough to do the, the, the press stuff like this? Cause Sometimes you just want to correct some guys are just like, come on today, junior, spit it out. <laughs> no, man, it actually, it's, it's the, the whole process of that project is really, uh, you know, helped me appreciate what you guys have done over the last 15 years before I started doing it in my career. Um, I really, it, it gives a new appreciation for the art of interviewing and podcasting. I think, I think mine, I, I don't want to call myself a journalist or interviewer just because it's insulting to people who went to school to do this and stuff. But uh, for me, it's podcasting is more conversational. So I yeah. enjoy that. And uh, I enjoy bringing that aspect into my interviews. Now I, I just, it, it's given me a little bit more comfort in, in knowing, you know, how I can navigate the conversation. Yeah. I guess. Well, it's gotta be a nice thing to have too, with, with the seven years in between albums here in the and a pandemic in the middle of all that. So to kind of keep your sanity. I bet that was a big part of it, huh? Well, I mean, just more so during the pandemic, it yeah. helped me keep my sanity. I'm kind of a, a, a bit of an extrovert, surprise, surprise. And um, I just, uh, I needed that interaction with people, even though I was stuck at home. And that's why, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of hokey now when I go back and listen, listen or watch them. But the, uh, the live ones I was doing that we, that we threw together, like right when the pandemic hit as kind of like, something to do um those ones those ones were funny to listen back to. They, were, they were not very good they were not very good but i was losing my mind and i just needed to talk to somebody you know right. so i was like i was hitting up all my friends chris jericho and came on robert trujillo and stuff and it was a lot of fun in that in that respect but when i look back at it, i'm like i was greener than green at this you're a wrestling fan you'll get that reference and uh you know it was it was just, it was just, it was, it was not, I wasn't ready for that at that point. You know, like, I feel like I'd do it a lot better now if I went and did like the live streaming thing. And, uh, but like at the time I wasn't anyways, I digress. Basically, yes, it helped me through the extrovert side of me, but I really started the project before the pandemic. I, I, it's always wanted it to be this side project that I got to do with my two friends, Brandon Lombardo and Sam Hawkins, who are really just friends that I've met through, met through over the years. Um, and they have they have regular day jobs too. You know, they're they're not musicians or anything like that. But we come together. We we're, we're like minded. We have fun, and we want the project to succeed um, in a very fun, organic way. No one's stressed about it. So it's it really is just a fun project at this point that I intend to keep going for as long as people will be listening, or maybe even further. And because uh, I I do plan on taking it on the road with me when we eventually get out here. And, hey, cool. Um, it's fun stuff there. Yeah, well, it's a lot of fun, man. Especially the wrestling stuff. I'm a I'm a nerd like that, and to hang out with Jake the Snake and stuff that's just killer, killer. Oh, so cool. So well, cool. let's uh, let's talk Avenge, man. Life is but a dream. June Deuce. We got ears on on the first song. Nobody. I want to get from you because uh, I remember hearing the the guitar riff and Nobody for the first time, and it's like, oh my god, it sounds like a zombie alarm. It's one of the coolest sounds a guitar has ever made. When yeah. did you first hear that riff, and what did you think? Wow. First of all, let me say zombie alarm is the coolest description I've heard of that riff so far. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, uh, the first time I heard that riff, uh, 
uh, Brian and Matt were demoing the song out, and uh, I went golfing with uh, Brian, and uh, he picked me up. We, we I was in the car, and he showed me the, the, the demo he'd been working on, and I was like, what is that? I wasn't sure it was a guitar, to be honest, at first. I mean, I had my suspicions, but then he was like, yeah, you know what that is? I'm like, it's a guitar effect, right? He said, yeah, but you know, and then he explained to me how he's getting it through this uh, uh, fractal uh, unit. Uh, axe effects and um you know so it, it was i heard it and I, I just thought it i i thought like terminator 2 like t1000 coming out you know right and that's and, a, uh, i thought i felt like a like an old john carpenter movie like escape from new york like it was yeah. a soundtrack to that and then i heard that the the influence for the album is is terminator 2 and psychedelics is that real <laughs> i mean i wouldn't say it's the it's the uh uh <laughs> influence for the entire record um, I mean, certainly uh, Terminator 2 is an incredible movie that yeah. I think every single band member in this band loves and grew up with. We were at a very young age and you had Guns N' Roses on the soundtrack. So, yeah, of course. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Um, uh, as far as like <laughs> a straight inspiration into my writing, I don't know how much that's true. Uh, the psychedelic thing just comes up because, um, you know, I think like a lot of other people uh, in this world over the last few years, everyone's lives have shifted to some degree, some more than others, but everything shifted a little bit. Yeah. And try and circumnavigate that and see, see what's really important in your life. And for some of us, um, uh, therapy and, uh, and psilocybin was, was the way to go. And for some other people, they didn't need that. And, and so, and some other people went a little further with some like five uh, MEO DMT, which, so, I mean, yes, we did, dabble with the uh, hallucinogens, but I don't, I think when people hear that, and of course the headlines is, uh, you know, psychedelic drugs inspire the new records. And no, dude, we're going through it like everyone else. We're going through stuff in our life and it's a means for mental health, which I think is a big misnomaly about this. I mean, you, I mean, more famously, you have guys like Aaron Rodgers getting heat for it out there, just being like, and he's explaining it. If you listen to him long form interviews, he's explaining it extremely well. It is very beneficial. There's tons of studies on this stuff. It's not about going out and getting effed up. You know, you, you do it with controlled environments to a degree or just in the right environment mm -hmm. with the right people, with the right mind frame. You're not going in to just get messed up. You're, you're going to reset a lot of stuff and break down your own ego and really become introspective on your life and put stuff into perspective. And that was really what, what we all did. I mean, after being home for, we got off the road in 2000, late 2018, and we'll, uh, we'll be, a, we'll, by the time we get back out, it'll be late, uh, mid-2023, right? Mm -hmm. So that's five years. Um, I've only been in the band for 20 years. That, that five-year hiatus kind of takes a little toll on, you know, your identity um, right. for a lot of, a lot of, a lot of us. Uh, I, I can only speak for myself, actually. It took a toll on my identity. I didn't really know, you know, I'm, I'm essentially a stay at home dad um, for a lot of it, you know, only leaving to go write and record and uh, things of that nature, but on a daily, you know, time nine to five or anything like that. It's just kind of like you work from home, you work from there, you work, you know, whatever, but I'm home and not out on, on the stage for the first time in forever and for the longest it's ever been. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying woe is me. People have it a lot worse than me. I'm not complaining at all by any means, but I just want to put that, that headline in, into, into uh, perspective for those 
who will read it and hear it. I, I would I would implore you to uh, read a little deeper and don't just go mm-hmm. for the headline that says uh, psychedelics uh, uh, is what inspired this record because it didn't. It, it put things into perspective so that we would were able to take in the correct uh, inspirations that we right. wanted to more more diligently than that. Well, when it comes to psychedelics and stuff, I mean, you're preaching to the choir here in Colorado Springs because we got military bases and there's a lot of a lot of military folks that are are finding uh, uh, solitude and 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 correcting you know, horrible horrible chunks of their lives with psychedelics. It's really amazing. Yeah, it's the psilocybin out there. Are you guys uh, on online to um, uh, legalize that? Yeah, yeah, they've legalized uh, the microdosing, uh, and they set up clinics here in Colorado. Actually, that all that just went through this week uh, legally. So uh, we wow. we just like just like congrats, with the weed, we've taken a big you guys step. For being the forward thinkers. Yeah, c- congrats to being the forward thinkers once again in this state, uh, <laughs> or in this country, rather. We tried, I mean, Johnny. How long ago? I remember. I remember in the early two thousands, it was crazy that Colorado was about to legalize marijuana. And look at where we are now, you know. Right. Now we had a story the other day about uh, eighty billion dollars is the the cannabis industry, which is more than what was it? More than chocolate and craft beer combined. Good for them, right? You know? and, and then, here, and here's the thing: it's probably better for. Well, it's certainly better for you than the alcohol, but. Uh, maybe not the chocolate. Depends on how much chocolate you're <laughs> Well, it's better. I mean, that eighty million used to go into the pockets of cartel members, and, and I, I don't. I don't think my government's exactly good either. But I mean, it's still better than the drug cartel, right? Well, I mean, you hope somehow if, if they're taxing everything, that means the government's, in theory, putting it back into the things that we want. You know, I'm not gonna. I, I have no idea. I'm not in those offices. It's above my pay grade. But your your hope is that if you're gonna actually tax it, rather than you know. Uh, fighting it, and especially when it's such a silly drug to fight. I mean, right. they had it, would they have it like a level one drug or something like that? I forget yeah. what they call that. And it's it's like, like, come on. Anyone who's, anyone who's smoked marijuana knows that that's not even kind of the case. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. Well, yeah. you, you talked about the absence from the stage. So you have not been on stage since you guys ended the tour in 2018. Is that right? That is correct. Wow. That is correct. What is that like? So what is that? Because you guys have, of course, two huge festivals coming up, Rockville and the Sonic Temple, and then love the idea of doing Coast to Coast, one's at the Forum and one at Madison Square Garden. But, I mean, what is that like psychologically for you? Are you nervous again? Is it? I mean, five years is a long time, man. You know, I'm not nervous yet. <laughs> I reserve <laughs> uh, the right to be nervous when we're about to hit the stage for the first time. Um but, you know, in all honesty, it's actually the first time I'm going to say this because I didn't even think about it till just now. I think the most nervous, I, I, don't, I don't think anything compared to the nerves that I had uh, doing the uh, Montreal show uh, without the Rev for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, in 2010, 2011, whatever it was. Uh, so I think over the time, like, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. And going through the, the everything that we've gone through over the last five years as a band, as a family, um, personally and business, everything in between. I mean, over our entire career, but really over the last five years, I'm so glad that we've taken the time to step back and look at ourselves and think about stuff, or I could say this for myself, at least I've had the time to appreciate and look back at the stuff that we have accomplished and not put so much uh, emphasis on the stuff we're going to accomplish. Enjoy the ride, be ready for it, obviously, and do the due diligence. We're working really hard right now, actually, when I'm done with this press here today, I'm heading straight to rehearsal. We're already getting things wrong. Wow. We have been for the last month. Uh, we're very excited. Everyone's headspace is in the right place. 
And we're, I mean, we're just ready to get out there and do what we were, I mean, really put here to do, in my opinion. And again, this goes back to, I don't want to put words in my bandmate's mouth, but I think that this band is second to none once we hit the stage. And I think it's really our purpose. And uh, I, I know for myself, there's, there's no better place for me than out on stage playing in front of our fans that have been there for so long that we love so much. It's just that energy. We are all having fun. We're executing well and uh, just putting on a damn good show is all I want to do. Right. Yeah. You guys always do. I remember the first time I saw you, he's like, these guys are rock stars. Just you bigger than life. You know, it's great. And that's the thing that, you know, the COVID mostly sucked, but it gave, I think, perspective. Maybe everyone got a new perspective in their lives and, and, uh, I like and, to think so. Man, moving on. Things are good. All right. I only got another minute with you here. So, uh, real quick, let's do the fast five. Uh, what's your favorite beer and your favorite hard drink? You ask your guests on your podcast all the time. Well, what's yours? Oh, so I'll start with my hard drink because it, that won't sound as douchey. Um, uh, <laughs> it, I, my, my favorite hard drink is, is, uh, Scotch whiskey. Uh, more specifically, Deanston 30 is my favorite bottle. It is no longer in uh, production. I really hope they bring it back. It's from uh, Isla in Scotland, the island of Isla. And, um, yeah, if they bring it back, someone let me know. Or if you guys got a bottle, just, you know, find me on, on Instagram or something. And send <laughs> Good. Me a bottle. Fish for um, But, <laughs> you know what, that wasn't supposed to sound douchey, but it ended up sounding more douchey. <laughs> the, other, the other one, uh, as far as beer goes, I have to plug my own beer here in Orange County. I've got I've got friends over here at Four Sons Brewery here in, eight, in Huntington Beach that I collabed with, and we put together a, a filthy IPA, the Drinks with Johnny Filthy IPA. It's a good West Coast IPA, seven point six percent. So nice. it's got some it's got some move to it, and uh, it is really good. I mean, I can't take credit for the making of the beer, but uh, I can take credit for enjoying it. Good. That's that's my kind of beer right there, Johnny. Uh, what else? This could be a tough one too. Favorite pro wrestler of all time? Ooh, so that's so that's so tough, man. Okay, so um, I mean, my my initial thought for me, my era is HBK, Shawn Michaels. Um, but there wouldn't be an HBK Shawn Michaels without Ric Flair, Ooh. and I love Ric Flair. Um, I mean, Stone Cold. I just went last Halloween to Stone Cold Steve Austin to our death bat club, uh, party. I, what? I, I went, I go all out. I shaved my head. I picked it down. I did the goatee. I did it all. I, <laughs> I did a keg stand. We didn't have, we didn't have cans of beer, so I couldn't quite do that. So I, we had kegs at the party. So I did some keg stands with some of the fans. Wow. Cool. Um, what else? Oh, the number one person you want on a future edition of drinks with Johnny. Who's your big fish? Oh, man. I still, I still want the Rock, man. We're gonna go in the wrestling world. I would love to sit down and have some Terramana with the Rock. Oh man, I would love to be corrected about Rock. Like, uh, tell me about yourself. Well, I'm, I'm from. It doesn't matter. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yes, you nailed it. That's exactly Get why I want. Cut off I by want the to do Rock. That to him. Oh. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, we don't One have day. ears on the album until June second. Life is but a dream. We know nobody. Uh, but I'm going to turn people on to your favorite track on the new record. So when they get it, they can jump to it and see which one you like the best. What is it? Your favorite song on the new record? Well, man, I don't know if I'm supposed to give away the title. So I'm just going to say the 10th track on the record. Um, it's a, it's, it's the end of a kind of a, a three part series there. Um, and I think for me, the, the reason why I gravitate towards this because it's, it's something so cool to me to see my brother's, uh, all of us come together and accomplish this, this style of music and do it so well, in my opinion, um, you know, my humble opinion, uh, that 
it's something that you would never expect from really any band outside of, you know, a, a, a very different genre, let's say. Um, but I think the execution on this song um, is something that I'm super proud of at the moment. At the moment, it makes it my favorite song, rather. Um, but, you know, I it's, it's we, we've been living with this record for quite a while now, yeah. um, whether it be from demoing to recording it and then mixing it and getting it pressed and stuff. After we got it mixed in August, then we get it pressed and then wait until you guys can get it and we're ready to go. So uh, June 2nd, make sure you guys, like, really give it a chance because uh, I couldn't be more proud of this record. It's it's sonically and and everything just so light years different than anything we've done before in my opinion and uh but still still put through the uh avenge sevenfold filter as we like to say cool man well, there you go there you go kids track 10 life is but a dream that's the one you want to put ears on first hey and then uh, i gotta ask this one too because my afternoon guy told me i had to hear a story about how you once uh peed on sinister's dad on the tour bus and that's why he doesn't go on tour <laughs> with you is that true or false <laughs> Well, I mean, that, he still he doesn't go on tour with us for other reasons. But yes, the story of me being on him is true. <laughs> That's real. That's awesome. Oh man! All right, Johnny, I appreciate you. I was young, time. man. What do you want? We were we were young. We were young party animals. I'm an old man with a son now. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? What do you? Want? Yeah, kids got to do what kids got to do, right? Yeah. Oh, cool, dude. Hey, well, thanks for the time, Johnny. I appreciate you. Love you guys. I, I can't wait to get ears on the whole album. The first song is killer, and and we'll see you in Denver, September. So you guys have a, you'll have a couple dozen shows under your belt by then. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll see you in September, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, Johnny. Thanks, man. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Yep. All right, then. If you uh, like what we do, be sure to subscribe. Give us a good rating. Spread the word. Tell your friends and family. And thanks for jumping inside the Kilo Vault. Goodbye.